Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly, we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. That is more than doing nothing, so I think it's great. With our families, when we teach them, we tell them to slow down their breath before they're massaging baby so that their breath and their their pace is somewhat matched. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you've been massaging your kids for years, that's a different story. But like, imagine going to get a massage. If the massage therapist is going really fast, mm-hmm. you're not really kind of feeling the effect or relaxing. So that's similar for baby. Yeah, you want to make sure that it's it's slow enough. We usually say like a count of eight to ten, depending on the length of baby's legs, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do some breathing exercises before we start. So if you've slowed down your breathing, your pace will match that. Hi everybody, welcome. It's me, Lacey, and I'm here talking with Kiathi. I'm looking at your Desai Seltzer. I think yes. I said all of that right. She's got a beautiful name and she's got a beautiful baby, us me with her. <laughs> and today we're gonna be talking about natural ways to take care of your infant and help them through all kinds of different processes. Um, Kathy is an expert in baby massage, which I think is just such a beautiful way to help mom and baby or, or dad and baby or whoever, caretaker and baby, bond. But there's a lot that you can do to also promote health and soothe and sleep and all of those different things. So Kathy's an expert and she's going to share with us some of that. But Kathy, before we get started in the infant massage, I would love to hear a bit about how you even came into this line of work. How did you land here? Where did you come from? All of that. So in my former life, I was working in affordable housing and community development. So a natural transition, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but Wait, I, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> um, but I actually grew up with it. So I'm from India. It's, it's a cultural practice. It's been practiced in the East Africa, Latin America for thousands of years. And then in my family for many generations. So my mom massaged me and my sisters, my nieces and my nephews. She came to help me massage my baby. And in India, to this day, a midwife will come to the home after mom gives birth, massage and bathe mom and baby for three months, which is like the best best part of care. Oh my gosh, yes. See the importance of that, that, you know, sort of here in America, we give birth and we're kind of like, come see us in six weeks, we'll like check the, you know, box um, and all the attention goes on baby. But mom is not given the importance in helping her to recover and to bond and Take, somebody needs to take care of mom so that she can. Oh, yes. Yes. So that's what we also promote sort of secondary from infant massages is celebrating mom and empowering mom to make the choices that that's are best for beautiful. Her. It is such a tragedy when moms are just left by yeah. themselves. And we are meant to be in community where we all support one another and we're so isolated, especially in the United States. Yeah. Um, like you said, to your own devices sort of after you have a baby. And it, it can be the loneliest time. So lonely. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, your body has to recover, yeah. you have to 
right, eating the right foods to, mm-hmm. to recover. You mm-hmm. need help with breastfeeding. You need help mm-hmm. with helping your baby sleep on baby. There's so many services that you need. Yeah. And mom has baby and she, you know, works and she pays bills and she cleans mm-hmm. her house and she cooks and she hosts and she does all these things mm-hmm. in addition to being a mom, which she should not yeah. have to. And you're trying with an infant, you can't communicate so well. It can be very frustrating to not know what the baby needs and not to have a conversation with an adult. I mean, there's all these different layers. So yeah, that's that's such an important thing. I'm glad that you are bringing that up. Yeah, and you know, ACOG mentioned that that mom is to baby like wrapper is to candy. And so we eat, we take out the candy, we enjoy that, we just sort of toss the wrapper away. And that's what mom, moms are treated in America. We, yeah. hey, baby, baby's here, baby's here, everybody wants to see the baby, right. but not mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm hoping to change that through this work. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Okay, so it's more than just infant massage. It's really like helping mom recoup and take care of her own needs at the same time. I love that. I think that's beautiful. Okay, so I don't know if you bridged the gap. How you just experienced this all your life, so it became a passion of yours to share with others. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things I didn't know. So I was in this job as a director of resident engagement, working with low income residents, and I just found that you know the one and a half hour commute each way, um, the stress and politics at work. I wasn't making an impact on the world, which I had set out to do. So why am I leaving my baby to do that? Right. right. So I quit and I didn't know what was next and I definitely took a leap of faith and then I thought about infant massage when I read an article in a magazine in an Indian magazine and I wondered again I, I wonder if American moms know about this yeah. it's powerful. and I went to Google as we all do and and there was a training coming up actually so there was an organization they certified folks and I went to the training and incidentally that week my daughter that the first night she got an ear infection, which she had never had. Mm-hmm. And we were just waiting it out, waiting it out. And then she was just so miserable. We'd taken her to urgent care at 4 a.m. And then at 6, I had to get up and leave for this training. So I had that mom guilt. Like, I don't even know if this is worth it. I'm leaving a sick child at home. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you That's know, all those things, yeah. right? Yes. But when I went, it became so much more solidified how powerful it is because I was in a room full of nurses and physical therapists and midwives and massage therapists and the science was revealed because as if it's a cultural practice you take it for granted like right. oh, somebody mm-hmm. does that you just do it you know why why do you need to learn about it yeah. there's all this great science behind it so I became even more passionate about sharing this with as many moms regardless of background race or socioeconomic background every baby deserves loving touch and every mom deserves that ability to bond and feel Mm -hmm. like i know my baby i know what he or she is trying to communicate to me Mm -hmm. and that is definitely one of the things we're committed to is helping empower moms because that's such a huge thing when you feel like you have to rely on a third party to deal with any health need that your baby might have it can be very disempowering so i think what you're doing is so powerful and helpful yeah Um, and i think that starts in pregnancy the disempowerment You know, so we, 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 we put our intuition aside, we put what we think is best and we, we let the professionals take over and let them make decisions for us mm-hmm. that are in the end not best for us. And so um, infant massage, as you're massaging baby, you're bonding and you're learning all their cues, right? So mm-hmm. you're feeling empowered. Like I know what my baby needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sense of empowerment should be with, should be given to moms when they're pregnant. Like mm-hmm. here are your choices you decide what's best for you instead of saying, this is your choice. This is the one way. Yeah. Um, I think it's important too, to know how powerful touch is for everyone and, and yes. that 
you know, massage is, is such a good tool, even as a grown up, it's one of the, my first lines of um, natural healthcare for myself personally, massage is really important for us. Um, but understanding that that touches actually the healing. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that heals. So we, we sometimes think, oh, we need an input, we need, you know, a medicine, or we need um, something outside to go in, but really that touches um, that energy transfers. And it's just so, such a powerful tool. So what a neat thing to, to teach a mom. Yeah, I mean, it touches the first sense we develop in utero. It's the last sense that leaves mm -hmm. our bodies when we die. Yeah. So it's so critical. And they found, I mean, even pre-COVID, mm -hmm. that they found um, a correlation between lack of touch and aggression. And uh -huh. it was found to be an aggressive country. So where there's less touch, there's more violence. And clearly we see that kind of all the time. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I think the real issue in the United States is we have this very um, sexualized image of what touch looks like instead of the, all the other things that it can do for us. So Right. And that's what I mean, you know, I talk to my family is like, I'm not talking about me too. I'm talking about loving touch. Like we need more loving touch. We need teachers to be able to lovingly touch our children. Without worrying. Yeah. Right. And elderly need to be touched. And, yeah. you know, People who are low income people are people of color, teenagers. You know, I had my doula actually, she found that she was touching her son less than her daughter and she didn't know it was just sort of unconscious. Yeah. And she started, you know, being more affectionate and she saw him just blossom, you know. So it's even people in this work that we just don't realize how much we need touch to survive. Like we can it's as essential as food and water. Babies can't survive without loving touch. It's actually one of my biggest fears with all that's going on in the world right now is yes. that we'll never get more comfortable with touching each other again. Yes. I'm worried. And we're going to have to be more diligent and more, um, more um, on purposely yeah. uh, holding each other and touching each other yeah. and you know, going out of our way because I think it will be hard to recover from this. Absolutely. And I see so many, like, who is the first person you're going to hug? Like we miss, we have our immediate family and that's great, obviously, right. they're in our life, but we miss hugging people. I grew up in the South. I'm Indian. So we're very like touchy, people, <laughs> which my, yeah. my husband is from the North is not like that, you know, so, but it just, right in the middle. I have it both ways. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, get off of me. And then sometimes but, like, I miss Yes, it. I'm comfortable. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I just miss that. I just miss hugging people. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And I hope that that actually comes to light. And we really have a conversation about that because I think it's really, it's going to be one of those critical things that people are lacking right now and they're starting to get sick for other reasons. You yes. Know? Yeah, absolutely. We're seeing that right now. But yeah, the starting this foundation with moms and with babies is such a huge thing because if a baby grows up in that environment, it becomes yes. a natural thing and, and not foreign and not, you know, weird. So what a beautiful way to start. So can you give us maybe some just little tips of how you start incorporating the, the massage with babies? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can massage a baby as soon as the umbilical cord falls off and then it's never too, they're never too old to receive loving touch, right? So you're not going to have a cute diapered baby on the ground where you can massage and do all the oils. But if you have a teenager that just came home from a basketball game or, you know, a preteen who had a really rough day at school, like you could give a hand massage, you can give a shoulder massage, you can get the strokes don't change, just how you deliver them changes, right? So it's so important for bonding because as you massage your baby, child, toddler, and so on, you are releasing oxytocin as much as baby is or your child is. So both of you are 
getting all these feel-good hormones and it's improving bonding and increasing relaxation in the family. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of times of day, there's really, for babies, you are gonna decide when the active alert state is. So that is when they're curious, they've eaten, they've had a nice nap, they're open to the role, they're in, engaging with you. That's the best time to give massage. You don't wanna massage a tired baby, a hungry baby. Not really because my I would have been like oh right before bed the best time is right before bed no well that's actually a great point and you definitely can right so 15 minutes just 15 minutes of, of massage before bed increases the amount of melatonin baby releases so they're sleeping deeper and longer so yes bedtime is a great time but you just should expect that they're going to be hungry after massage so you want to feed them probably before and after wow <laughs> that's amazing yeah so um and then some people you know we like you we use oil some people want to wash off the oil so they might massage baby before bath mm -hmm. give them a bath and then bedtime and some people which i you know recommend it's okay for the baby to have the oil to absorb it as long as your baby's not too slippery right when you're handling it. <laughs> yeah um but before bed is a great time to massage you just incorporate it into your nighttime routine it's it's story time it's you know if you do songs or prayers and then you're also doing massage mm. um it's an association that helps baby see oh it's time for me to sleep and relax even before you get to it, you turn on that, that massage music or light that music, uh, massage candle and they're already relaxing. So I actually have a question for you. We, um, we have several massage techniques that we use that are very, very fast. So they involve a lot of oils or protocols for specific needs. You know, it could be digestion. It could be, um, you know, inflammatory stuff. It could be immune system stuff. And they're very, very quick. And um, I'm, I've noticed that they're very powerful, even though they're quick. And um, I'm wondering, though, what your thoughts are on such a fast massage. Because I would say they take maybe five to seven minutes, generally. It's a really quick process. And that's okay. I mean, and I, especially for all of the moms who are probably overwhelmed right now, don't feel like this is a huge activity. Oh, I got, I have to massage my child now. <laughs> yeah. Be incorporated into what you're doing in five to 10 minutes mm -hmm. is a great amount of time. Um, if you are, for example, especially for baby because their immune systems are still developing mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day for one month is going to increase the amount of white blood cells they have so now you are also improving their immunity wow, yeah. um, but as they get older especially toddlers i have a four-year-old um but you know the littler ones they're he really rolls around a lot i bet mine does i was doing it the other day he's like is this okay is this okay <laughs> i was like no just lay on your belly just hold it just, just stay still <laughs> so they're hard so sometimes you can only get in five to seven minutes and that is more than doing nothing so I think it's great with our families when we teach them we tell them to slow down their breath before they're massaging baby so that their breath and their their pace is somewhat matched mm -hmm. um, now if you've been massaging your kids for years that's a different story but like imagine going to get a massage if the massage therapist is going really fast mm -hmm. you're not really kind of feeling the effect or relaxing so that's similar for baby yeah, you so want to make sure that it's it's slow enough we usually say like a count of eight to ten depending on the length of baby's legs for example okay. um but we do some breathing exercises before we start so if you've slowed down your breathing your pace will match that that's beautiful i love that you know one of the things i noticed the other day and this can be really hard especially as kids get bigger and everyone has an electronic or something else that they're doing yes. massage gives us this really great time to use both hands and only 
be focused on a, one child, right? And that is, it's been really powerful in my experience. And, and this is actually encouraging me to want to sort of set a time every week where I'm going to spend that time with each of my children because they don't get that kind of time a lot. You know, we're always doing two things at one time. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, like, even for our fathers or partners, um, yeah. bonding time for them. Um, when the, the woman who started the organization, she was visiting an orphanage in India, mm -hmm. and she expected to see the babies malnourished, malnourished, but she actually found the opposite. When mm -hmm. she probed further, she saw, she realized that the older girls were massaging the, the babies. Oh, wow. So even though they may not have had enough food or water, they were being massaged and they were healthy. Wow. And so it's also a great activity for older siblings. Mm -hmm. you, know, like you, can, you obviously have to be aware of what they can do, right. supervise. You don't sure. want them massaging a you know, one-month-old, but they can help do the massage. That'll mm -hmm. also help the siblings bond with one another. Mm -hmm. But we do say it should be immediate family and grandparents at the most because it's so intimate yeah. um, that, the, that the massage should be within the family. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right. Well, I am so excited about this. You know, I thought, oh, I knew about this. This is going to be sort of old hat for me, but really I'm like fresh and new and I'm excited oh, about so this. I think it's really fun. I'm always learning new things too. So it's, it's right. great. Yeah. That's sort of our goal in life. So <laughs> good. It matches that. Okay. So actually I have a question. Who are you looking to serve? So who would you say your ideal client might be? Yeah, um, pregnant and new moms, essentially. So if you are someone who believes in holistic health and using natural remedies and bonding and really helping your baby um, with some natural ways as opposed mm -hmm. to maybe turning to a medical intervention, medicine, a pill, a doctor, then baby massage is for you. If baby is crying a lot, they're suffering from gas colic, they're not sleeping, um, growth, you know, a lot of like, Indian babies are petite, like it also helps growth, um, immunity at a time like this. So if you're someone who is interested in those things, then baby massage is right for you. Um, and you can actually learn during pregnancy. It's a great time to learn so that as soon as the umbilical cord falls off, you can start massaging instead of saying, I got to learn how to take care of baby and learn massage. Like, it's right. overwhelming. Um, but the course, I have an online course. I, I was doing in-person instruction. Hopefully we'll return to that at some point. Yeah. But it's self-paced, and they're like bite-sized increments, so you can do it as you as you are available, mm -hmm. and then you have lifetime access. So if you have multiple kids, or as your kids grow older, you can just go back and revisit what the strokes are and, and get to massaging. That's great. So um, we have, she has a course. We'll add the link to everywhere we post this interview. Um, you should totally check it out. But you also have a freebie for our listeners, don't you? And I'm excited about that. I do. I have a couple of freebies. You can find both on my website. One is a video on how to alleviate constipation. And mm -hmm. so, you know, as parents, we're getting the questions like, how often is baby eliminating? Are there wet diapers? Mm -hmm. you know, and you see these frantic posts on Facebook, my baby's constipated, my baby hasn't gone, my baby you know, has gas or colic. It can be terrifying when your baby is struggling to poop. <laughs> You know how important, or I think one time when my daughter was little, she had like seven poops in a day, and I'm calling my sister-in-law like, is this? She's like, yeah, it's normal. So yeah. As long as they're pooping, it doesn't matter how much. <laughs> Just keep doing it. Um, and so, you know, digestive health is really important. And so there's a, a video on 
showing you how to alleviate constipation baby. And then another freebie is what kind of oils to use by season. So there are certain oils that are good, carrier oils in particular, based on warm weather, cold weather. Mm -hmm. And then what essential oils are good for different ailments, which you guys mm -hmm. know much about already. Yeah, our customers should be somewhat familiar with that, but I love <laughs> that you're teaching us how to combine the two. And that is something that I will say is super powerful to combine that touch with the, the oils. And it's just, it's just, it can be a beautiful, beautiful process. It's, it's um, a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's wonderful. So one last question I have for you, Kiathi, is what is one simple thing that you do for yourself personally to stay feeling your best? Oh, that's a good question. I There are actually a, few, a couple of things. Okay. Um, and I would say all of these were possible after I left my job two years ago. Mm -hmm. So you do what you can based on your schedule. Nice. I became a consultant and an entrepreneur at that time. My daughter was in daycare. So there were practices I was able to incorporate, mm -hmm. um, like daily yoga mm -hmm. and daily meditation for 15 minutes. And mm -hmm. those have been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Now that my daughter's home because of COVID, it's a little bit more challenging. Hi. Yeah. Sure to make it happen and then the other thing is right before bed talking like one to two minute quick foot massage with an oil of your choice and that really helps me to kind of calm down and, and have better sleep and so that is a good tip yeah those three things help me <laughs> you me have a favorite better. oil for sleep what's your favorite oil? um there there are a few things i mean I, I always love lavender that's like an easy go-to i use castor oil a lot because sometimes i have like restless legs at night um so that's helpful and then there's um like a couple of oil blends that i like to use um uh, so those are all. I also actually use vetiver sometimes for my daughter to help her relax. Yeah. So that's a good way. Very soothing and calming. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Kiyaki, thank you so much for being on the call. I'm really excited to share this with our listeners. And if um, you guys want to connect with Kiyaki, look for those links and start massaging your people, babies and everyone, right? We need, we need <laughs> that. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lacey. It was a pleasure to be here. Great. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.